0: So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. Well, I'm going to start us off today, Janie, in Psalm 9, verse 9. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And Janie, I think that's the key to the solution for any kind of trouble that we're in that leads us into depression. So we first have to recognize God's presence and seeking him to receive his purpose and releasing everything that we are holding on to to try to control and solve and fix into his hands and express thanksgiving. So it's all really about responding to him in faith, to his presence and promises. And Sharon, that faith can relax when you truly
1: know him. Yeah. And that knowing is only a four letter word, but it is one of the foundational words that if we do not know him, we're not going to know how to ever be able to rise above our circumstances, whether it's depression, failure, fear, or whatever. Right. And one of the key verses I think that we need to keep uh, remembering on this subject is found in Philippians 3.10. And that just simply says, in a prayer that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. And basically there, Sharon, we know him and his power by what we go through in the sufferings that he asks us to walk. And we have a tendency to want an easy escape route or we want an instant answer right that we don't have to walk with him but we learn who he is in our failures of trials
0: as we go through those
1: yes and when we refuse to do it and take shortcuts that can even lead us into despair and depression because there is no solution for shortcuts
0: yes that is so good I never even thought about that Janie well, if we're going to grow,
1: that's a process, isn't it? Yeah. It takes time, and that's where we really learn to trust because we've seen his faithfulness, his endurance, his love, his commitment, so that faith can rest in him.
0: Yeah, and when we go through those things, we develop a intimacy with him. When we trust him through those hardships, through those sufferings, then there's a bond that forms that can't be broken. That's right. And Sharon, um, we learn
1: by example. And one of the things that has helped me has been to look at others who have failed. Mm. And I've been able to take comfort in seeing how they ended in great strength (laughs) But they sure had some bumpy roads along the way. I was just going to say that's why you
0: like being with me so much. Huh? <laughs> you just see that failure; it just encourages me so much. Well, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with you because
1: we can share in that uh, experience. <laughs> but I tell you what, let's go look at David because okay. David was a man after God's own heart, and if we know his history track record. He messed up in about every category. He messed up as a family man. He messed up as a leader. He messed up in just moral purity. Right. And yet we understand that he was a man after God's heart. And we don't have time to do a subject study on him.
0: But but, but just know because he repented. Yes. He had a heart to repent. Yes. And I think that's so key he wanted that intimacy
1: that you spoke about. Yeah. But it is so gracious and long-suffering of our Lord to see how he endured so that we might finish strong. But in Psalms 31, just listen to David's brokenness. Okay, And he says, Oh, Lord, be gracious to me, for I'm in distress. My eye is wasted away from grief which is another way of saying he was crying a lot. Yeah. My soul and my body also, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength has failed because of my iniquity, and mm. my body has wasted away. Because of all of my adversaries, I have become a reproach, mm. especially to my neighbors and an object of dread to my acquaintances, for those who see me in the streets flee from me." Mm. Currently, can you think about walking into a room? I
0: can think about walking into a room and not feeling comfortable. Okay.
1: So David had some other losses in his crying out, and he noticed that he lost some initiative on fighting the fight. He became weary. And so he stayed home one day and went up on the rooftop Mm. and chose to escape from the duties that God had called him to and discovered Bathsheba. And most of us know the rest of the story. And so he then chose to cover his negative emotions and his guilt and bury them deep within and probably thought, if I never speak of them again, I've covered my tracks
0: Right. He didn't
1: even work well in his governmental role as king because he was preoccupied in other things where he was having to cover where he had messed up. And he speaks of being not able to sleep. Sharon, do we not sometimes battle the sleeplessness? And it's because we don't really want to go back and deal with some place where we chose to not trust. Mm-hmm. And we departed and we've just tried to forget about it. But, you know, unfortunately, David wasn't the only one who had this problem. Elijah had a problem with a woman named Jezebel. And her threats caused him to panic. In fear. In fear and run and flee till he got utterly exhausted. And his response back to the Lord was, oh, Lord, it is enough now. Just take my life. For I'm no better than my father's. That's in First 1 Kings 19.4. And then he wasn't the only one that wanted God to take his life. Jonah begged to take his soul. He said, death is better to me than life. And Jeremiah said, cursed be the day I was born. So they all let depression go into emotional despair. Okay. They let their emotions run what we would call renegade. They Uh were wild. They were out of control. And instead of standing on the truth that God had displayed to them, those emotions took over and became their final authority.
0: And boy, we sure do that today quite a bit, don't we? That emotions are the rule of our lives. And I see that not only in... Uh, the world today but in our Christian society as well and Sharon uh, a man can be emotional but they show their
1: emotional in a different aspect and where we as women must exercise great caution and that is going back to the Garden of Eden where Eve was deceived because of her emotional responses that she wanted things that looked good Mm -hmm. Tasted good, brought pleasure to her senses, and gave her superb thinking. But Adam was not deceived. He willfully invoked his emotions to do what he thought was best for himself. Consequently, he didn't stop Eve in her deception. Then guilt descended upon them immediately. And then from there, their emotions chose to blame one another. Mm-hmm.
0: All right? Yep, emotions, man. They're great when we use them correctly, but, boy, they sure can plummet us into despair and depression when we allow them to rule us.
1: And so we can have a great joy because joy is really a state of mind and it'll get displayed with wonderful emotions. And in Romans fifteen, thirteen, mm-hmm. when Paul is getting ready to sign off on the letter that he has written to the church of Rome, he says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So can you see how just that one verse If we would concentrate on that when we see our emotions are sliding Mm -hmm. down a slippery slope, that we just say, wait a minute, I need to reestablish the fruit of the Spirit in my life, that joy may abound, Mm -hmm. because joy is our strength. And then we can choose to believe in the peace that God has already provided with us. He lives within. We have peace that passes understanding now. And that's so we don't get discouraged and lose our hope right which is in the person of jesus christ and that we don't grieve the holy spirit because he is the
0: power source for all these other things to take place so that's just the biblical perspective that we can focus really on romans fifteen thirteen to help get us to the next level and the the biblical solution for depression
1: absolutely if you had to memorize that one verse to hold you To keep your emotions under control, that would be a good verse to put into your uh, toolbox. Toolbox. (laughs)
0: Your Christian
1: toolbox. That's right. Along with (laughs) Philippians 3.10. That would get you going.
0: To know Him. Yes. And that's why mentoring matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.